Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And we are on the air. Doc G Show. We are here. Say what? We have got two people once again. It is a radio threesome. Wow. The radio twas back. We have Justin, Hype City, Evangelista. We have Dave, Burley Man, Berlin. What's happening, guys? Mm. Nothing much, man. Good to be back. Oh, feels good. Did you guys take any trips? Mm, no. No trips? I no did. trips. I was a little lucky. Oh, yeah. This guy went on a trip. Yeah, New Jersey, nice. Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Hit them both. Nice. Yes, did, sir. Did you, you went on one, didn't you? Uh, a while back. A while back. Uh, did you bring back any animals? Wait, what? Um, The party say. animal. Uh, caught a fish, but left it there. Okay. All right, well, Catch and release. Uh, did you guys perhaps hear about Luis uh, Eduardo Valencia? Hmm. Can't say that I did. No. He took a trip. Nice. He's 18. He's uh, from California. He decided to head down to Tijuana. I am so excited. I may vomit. I've heard some pretty crazy things about Tijuana. Yeah, okay. I bet. Pretty, pretty wild things. Uh, so he went down to Tijuana, and he saw a dude uh, walking with a tiger on a leash. Hmm. What a cliche. Casual. Nice, right? Uh, now, Justin, what would you do in that scenario? Pet the tiger. Wait, what? Okay. Ooh. I like that. That's risky. I would say take a picture, but might not have an arm after that. But you no know. No way, dude. Um, well, here's what he decided to do. He uh, said, I'm going to go over and I'm going to chat with this guy. Sort of along See? your lines, right? I, I don't know how much I'd trust a dude with a tiger on a leash. I mean, if you guys remember on the show, I brought up how uh, one tiger in India killed 436 people. So, oh, yeah. yep. you know, I'm little, just saying. A little cautious there. Lewis said, what the hey? I'm going to go over and talk to him. And he asked him, hey, you got any more tigers? And apparently this guy just so happened to have some tiger cubs. Oh, yeah, sure. And Lewis was like, how much do you want for those tiger cubs? Because I'll totally take one. And he was like, $300. Oh, that's a bet. Yeah. That's a bargain for a tiger cub? Apparently on the market, tiger cubs go $300 or $1,500. That's what they... That's it? Yeah, that's... I I thought they'd be more too, but still. You could buy a dog for more expensive than that. Still, $300 for a normal $1,500? No question. Yeah. You're saving lots of dough here. So, he bought the tiger cub. For um, sure. And he brought it back. Uh, so he headed back to the United States. Uh, 1.30 a.m., he arrived at the border at uh, Ote Mesa Port um, in his Chevy Camaro. Sweet. Oh, so the kid had some dough. Important to note, Chevy Camaro, no license plates. Scary. Because he Very didn't sketch. have any license plates, he was referred to secondary inspection area, obviously. <laughs> right? At the secondary inspection area, officers uh, with a flashlight said, Hey, uh, do you have anything to declare to us? And Lewis is like, Nah. Hmm. Customs officer looked into the car and immediately saw the tiger because he didn't hide it. What? It was just sitting in the floor. And he was like, uh, So you've got a tiger in your car. 
And he was like, oh, that? No. No, that's just cat. Really? <laughs> well, he's right. It is a cat. Not surprisingly, the officer knew not a regular cat. And he was like, hey, I'm going to confiscate your cub. And he took it away, right? And then I like in one of the news articles that I read, it said, then they took it to the San Diego Zoo where a biologist confirmed that it was a tiger cub. Oh, nice. They had to take it to a zoo to <laughs> really confirm it. Needed the biology to be like... The stripes yeah, didn't no, give yeah. it away, no, or, the, or the paws and the claws. Took yeah, us a little bit. It's like a 50-pound cat. Maybe. Uh, only seven at this time. It's oh, very wow. young. Okay. Very young. Okay. But, uh, so, this guy obviously uh, didn't really think it through. I mean, just think for even a second, if they actually did, if he got through. If the car without license plates with a tiger sitting in the floor got through. What, what are you going to feed that tiger? There isn't any tiger formula in the grocery store that you can be like, finally, tiger milk. Ah, there we go. Give this to my tiger at home. You can't do that. Nope. And then how are you going to exercise it? You obviously, this isn't Tijuana. You can't walk around with a tiger on a leash outside like, just my tiger. And then when a cop comes up and is like, hey, is that a tiger on a leash? You nope. can't be like, nope. Just tap. 400-pound orange tabby cat here. Yep. That's what I got on this leash. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> He didn't think it through, man. Moral of the story here, guys. You got to think before you act. You know? You know? On this show, we think before we act. Amen. Sometimes. The listeners out there may not believe it. Some of this stuff is premeditated that we do. Say what? And I got to tell you, it's a doozy of a show today. We have a premeditation doozy today. Doozy. Getting me excited. We have got tunes from upcoming guests Sirius Bright and the Vandaliers. We have got Claude Lathan, NBA analyst, to come in and talk about that zany NBA. And, and, we have got from the Cartoon Network show Dream Corps LLC and from his own Comedy Central special, Ahmed Barucha on the show today. Damn. Can't wait, guys. Are you ready Action. to fire it up? All-star lineup, man. Are you ready to fire it up? Let's of do course. It. Let's it. do it. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. All right, we are starting birthday suit. It has become a tradition, a Justin tradition of three different birthday suits all in one Let's show. Let's do this thing. Happy birthday, First one is the hardest one. I'll go ahead and say that. I'll give it to Dave. Oh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> you know that's a, a fail then. Born August 30th, 1918. Oh, I know this one. Yep, what? you got it. Knew it. There was only one person born right. that day in 1918. <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, af- they were named after Theodore Roosevelt in San Diego, California. He played baseball through his childhood and went to the major leagues. Our birthday suit wearer played in four different decades in the major leagues. Four different decades. He was a 19-time All-Star, won two Triple Crowns. We went over the Triple Crowns and Ty Cobb, if we remember that. Uh, Played for the Boston Red Sox, and they retired his jersey. He had 521 career home runs, inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame. His nicknames 
were Splendid Splinter. Hmm. Any idea? Nope. God. I don't follow baseball. Baseball. Like that. I'll give you another one. This one will be more direct. Okay, His nickname hurry. was Teddy Ball Game. Hmm. Dude. Okay. I'm blanking. One more clue. Jesus. Oh, His initials are TW. Ted Williams. Woo! I told you I'd give it to Dave. I told you I'd give it to him. Ted well, he Williams. Threw us a... I did. I gave you a loft with the TW. <laughs> Who I, cares? I didn't have that one on here, but you still got it. You nice. still got it. Hey, that four decades is impressive. Four decades. I mean, it's well, a little three triple the counts. Nine, you said? And then the one. It, yeah, it's a yeah. little bit cheating because it was it was two nine years, and yeah. then six. He played to 20, 29 to sixty one, oh, which is ridiculous yeah. though. You think about it. I mean, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. He also fought in uh, Korea and World War Two. Really? Oh, heck Not yeah. World War Two, really, because uh, he didn't. He he was registered, but he didn't actually go in and fight Korea. He actually he actually got it on. Went to Korea. Yeah, guys, are you ready to rip some headlines? Rip it, baby. Um, after that, I'm really ready now. Here we go. All right. And now the news. Guys, either of you a Boy Scout? I yeah. was. Yeah, I was. Boy Both Scout. Boy Scouts. Look That's at that sad, representing. I wasn't. I was a Cub Scout. I made oh. it to Cub Scout. Cub Scout. I never yeah, got I was a Cub Scout, then I transitioned to Boy I, Scout. I never got to actual Boy Scouts, just precursor. Um, apparently, Girl Scouts, a little salty at the Boy Scouts right now. Don't know if you knew that. Wait, what? Bo- what? Both clubs made around World War One. They were trying to make some model citizens. Really, they were trying to get dudes reared for Army. Yeah, um, but... Uh, that not not the point. Nope. Uh, president of the Girl Scouts accused the Boy Scout leaders of a covert campaign to recruit girls. Mm. That's right. The Makes Boy sense. Scouts recruiting girls. Trying to steal the girls. Twenty seventeen now, baby. The dark side. In Equality. a letter she wrote, the president of the Boy Scouts, Randall Stevenson, she said, "I formally request that the, your organization stay focused on serving the ninety percent of American boys not currently in the Boy Scouts." Ooh, zing. say what? Apparently, since the uh, last spring, Boy Scouts have sought the input of their members and two hundred and seventy councils nationwide uh, on how the organization could serve more girls. Two things. Um, I'm going to have to say if it was covert plan, not the best to uh, consult 270 organizations. No. Probably not so covert if you're doing that. Not that uh, second thing, if you're going to get girls to join, might want to think about changing the name. Hmm. Scouts. Yeah, just scouts. It could lead to some confusion down the road for those scouts, especially the Girl Scouts, if they're in a boys' organization. I'm just saying. Gender confusion. I'm just saying. 2017. Equality, baby. Just put it out there. Just scouts. If they can be Boy Scouts... Justin and I can be Girl Scouts. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. I only do it for the S- Samoas, Sell some though. cookies. Sell yeah. some cookies, guys. Plus, I mean, like, we don't even have to have it Scouts. They can just change it. Like, I mean, since they say they're trying to make decent humans, you know, why not just call it, like, the, the, decent, the decent Humans, humans Club? Decent. The Decent Humans of America. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. I like it. Let's yeah. do that. Nice. Uh, I like it. Fun fact, guys. Did you know there are 17 million Scouts in Indonesia? Why? Wait, what? Like, like boy and girl scouts. The, just boy scouts. Seventeen oh. million 
Indonesian Boy Scouts. Okay. That's and, impressive. And then the Phil- of, Philippines, oh. fourth on the list, two million scouts. Oh, turn up, baby. Yeah. Represent. Crazy. Selling that popcorn over there like it's nothing. <laughs> That's right. Selling that popcorn. Boy Scout popcorn. We've talked about it before. Hashtag word salutations. Did you know recently we celebrated the 10th anniversary of hashtag, hashtag question, that's right, word, Christmasina came up with the hashtag 10 years ago, guys. Dang. That's right. That makes me feel old. That's right. Really? 10 years ago? August 23rd, 2007. He wrote on Twitter, how do you feel about using a pound symbol, in parentheses, pound, for groups, guys? In messaging, question mark. That was the first time. Was that the first tweet ever? No, that was just the first one. Because before that, everybody was just like, how do I look up things that I want to look up? How do we know what's trending? It was a ball of confusion before that. Damn. And then we came up with it. The Savior. I, you know, the Christmas Cena. And again, it's one of those things that Britain quietly won out on. Because we didn't call it a hashtag here. We called it a pound, pound, pound sign, sign or yeah. a number sign. Mm-hmm. Right? It's true. They called it a hash sign. A and hash then sign. we started using it. And why didn't it become the pound tag Ew. or the number tag? What? How about that? Dang. But instead, Number's too, hashtag. Number tag's too long. It is. Anyways, 10th anniversary. Happy 10th anniversary. Uh, guys, what are you doing April 8th, 2024? Hmm. Uh, probably Any, Anything? Probably be doing this show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so probably so. Mm-hmm. Probably a pretty big deal by then. That's right. Um, just, <laughs> uh, nope. just get you guys ready. Mark it down on the calendar. That's the next solar eclipse, guys. Oh, nice. That's nice. right. There's another one. 2024? Oh, yeah, only oh, seven years. We've got Totality. Yeah. So from Texas to Maine, you'll get a full eclipse that way. So jump. There's a couple places on the United States board that I actually get it the exact same solar eclipse that they got for this past one. Oh, okay. they'll get totality both times. I thought I had to wait another Mm-mm. eight years. Mm-mm. You would die, Dave. You got it. <laughs> I know. I didn't think I was gonna be there for it. It's all right, guys. Uh, have either of you experienced a typhoon? Heavens to Betsy. No. Hmm. I feel, I feel like, like I'm pretty close. Right. Uh, technically, in case you guys were unaware and listeners unaware, that's just a Pacific Ocean hurricane. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, right? Man, yeah. You're mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, why he's Doc. This, the Doc. This past week, Typhoon uh, Hato, mm, Hato. Uh, went through China. Uh, so, you know, they had their same troubles that we had with Harvey. Um, mm. But there was a city that got hit uh, particularly bad in China. Uh, by the uh, typhoon, and a resident posted a video on Facebook of cockroaches leaving the city. Oh, good. Or at least higher ground, right? Beforehand? At least they're sensible. They they had, you know, they got word. Exactly. There was a seawall in the city, and there were just thousands, and I mean thousands, of cockroaches just in a line like, hey, let's get out of here. I I think something (laughs) bad's going to happen, right? That's amazing. It had been viewed over 500,000 times on Facebook. This is the part I really like. 14,000 people liked it. Really? <laughs> they were like, yes. This is a yes. cool video. It like, is a pretty finally. cool video. Well, I, it's, it's one of those videos, though. What are you liking? Are you liking the cockroaches surviving? 
Are you liking that it's a giant mound of cockroaches? Are you liking liking that your city is overtaken by cockroaches? What are you liking about it? I don't know. It's hard to know. Guys, uh, have you ever seen a bad street performer? Yes! No, I don't think so. Like one that you're just like, please stop playing. You don't need to play. Mm, Yeah. On the fence, maybe, Dave? Yeah. Apparently, Danish police have. Okay. The police sent a man home for playing Wonderwall by Oasis. (laughs) They saw it, and they were like, no. Today. It's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. Uh, yeah, okay. We're, okay. Good. We're good. We're good. Um, the street performer was playing Oasis, and in the city of Alberg, the police came up, and according to them, he was playing very bad and very loud, and in their words, didn't sound anything like Liam Gallagher. They sent him home with some words of advice. Practice. Oh, jeez. Wow. I've got to say, that's a breaking moment for an artist, though, right there. That hurts, man. You're not good enough to play on the street. (laughs) What do you do? That's tough. At least he didn't get a citation for, like, disturbing the peace. Right, or, like, a ticket. That would be... I mean... hurt. Out of your music and silence, we choose silence. Woo! That that's like you being a chef and giving your food out for free, and people being like, "Out of your food and starvation, starvation. we choose stop. starvation." Bang. Like that's rough. I hope that guy's home practicing right now. Like I'm gonna show those police a thing or two. I'm gonna. This is it. I hope so. 24 hours a day, he's in there going at it, guys. This is my favorite story and the last story of uh, Rip from the Headlines. Dublin Airport Authority at the Dublin Airport in Ireland released a list of unusual items that were in the airports lost and found. Best on the list, my favorite, and this was an actual headstone. For a grave. Huh? Somebody left a headstone for a grave, and the inscription on the grave was, You will always be remembered, comma, never forgotten. Oh, that's right. Then guess <laughs> Somebody <laughs> Ironic. left it at the terminal. Not only that, oh. but this was several years ago, and nobody has come and looked for that thing? What? Like, where else could you leave it? That, guy, that person's up there just shaking their head. like That person was remembered, all right. Like, were they too embarrassed to call in? Like, hey, do you guys have a tombstone? Says you'll never be forgotten. I forgot that. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what else? Like, where else could have that person left it? Like, it was either there. I stopped at Applebee's. Ew. Which one was? I don't know. I'll never be able to find it. Like, obviously, it was the airport. And that guy was like, you know what? Nah, I'm not calling. I hope someone didn't, like, steal it and then... And then decided to leave it. I don't really want this anymore. You know what? This may have cursed me for all of eternity. (laughs) I'll just leave this instead. That sucks. That's bad. Anyways, guys, let's move on to Stop Faking the Funk. Okay. Yes, sir. Here we go. First headline. Cats inherit $300,000 from late owner. Hmm. Second New York man insists on leaving his body for his six dogs when he dies. Hmm. First headline. Cats inherit $300,000 from late owner. 
Second story, New York man insists on leaving his body for his six dogs when he dies. Which is the real headline? I don't know. I was gonna say the cats too, but I've been on a. Dog one is gross. I've been on a yeah. I've been on a downfall with these really stop faking the funks. Yeah. So what's the final answer? All right, Dave. I think we're gonna say cats is the real one. Cats for three hundred thousand, please. For grossness' sake and for reality, you guys are correct. <laughs> so Ellen God. Ellen Frey Wooter who died at the age of 88, rest in peace, Ellen, uh, no children, decided to leave part of her estate to her cats, Troy and Tiger. Oh, Troy. She left the cats $300,000. The article says the cats are cared for by two former health aides of Miss Frey and take care of all their food, grooming, and veterinary care. I hope $300,000 would be able to take care of their cat's grooming. Yep. Sorry, I only lasted you two months. <laughs> you guys eat the best, man. And I'm, I'm curious, and I'm not trying to be mean in any way. Did Ellen have a belief in the afterlife? Because hmm. I feel like she couldn't have Wait, with this information of the story. Like, Because if she did... That is one awkward introduction to the afterlife. Like, I mean, St. Peter or whoever it is that's taking role in the afterlife, sitting there, Ellen cruises up, and he's like, all right, let's see. Last thing you did here before you uh, left Earth was you gave your $300,000 to your two cats. Huh? In fact, you stepped over two homeless dudes Wait, to go to your lawyer's office to give cats your $300,000. Uh, Ellen, I'd like you to meet Jeff here. He died uh, by starvation. Um, so Ironic. That's selfish. interesting. I'm just saying, like, how can you think that's going to end up well when you head up to heaven? Hmm. Hey, what's going on? I gave $300,000 to cats. <laughs> Who don't know what money is. That's a little weird. Yeah. Along the same lines, there was a story in 2013 uh, in Tennessee with a dude named Leonard Shepard uh, where he left $250,000 and a 4,500-square-foot home to his two cats, Frisco and Jake. Even oh better gosh. in this situation, he had five children 12 grandchildren oh, and no. six great grandchildren. You, you a hole. Man, how loved cats do you feel? Family. Yeah, in that family when it's like, oh, these two cats, Frisco, he's like a son to me, not like you, my actual son. <laughs> he, that's, that's the tombstone that was forgotten. It's yeah, like a it had son. to be. That, yeah, that's true. You're never forgotten until you gave your cats your house and not us. Uh, that's oh, that's so weird, too, to go into a lawyer's... Because that had to be recent, like right before he died. Because obviously yep. the cats couldn't have been alive too long. Right, sure. And he had to go into the lawyer's office and be like, Hey, you know how you got my uh, my kids there to invest in inherit all my stuff? Yeah, scratch yeah. their name Erase. out. And put Frisco. <laughs> yeah, Frisco and Jake, the cats. That's who I want. And the lawyer's like, oh, yeah. Good, That's good. Good, yeah, good call. Good. Sure. Your, your kids are real turds. Who the heck signed off on this? Screw those guys. That's good. That's good.
guys, we are going to take a musical break, but we will be right back. We're going to hear from the Vandaliers, Texas band. Nice. That Rolling Stone magazine said you should know. Ooh. That's basically like a legal mandate for you to listen to the Vandaliers. Yeah. Hey. And if you keep it locked on the Doc G Show, you will. Because this is the Vandaliers with Blaze of Glory. And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP, 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. little reminder, check out the podcast. Do us a favor. We always say, click it. I just need the, I just need the views. Just make me feel good. Just, just make me feel good. Give me a listen or two. It'll make me feel good. Uh, on the line right now, we have none other. Claude till <laughs> Claude. What? Claude, fly till I die, Lathan. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it takes a couple times to get it right. I'm happy to be back on the show as always. Thank yes, you. man. Before we get into sports, because I do, we're getting into sports. Real quick, guys, uh, we talked about Jupiter a little bit ago. Have you heard about Neptune and their raining diamonds? Wait, what? That's what? right. Yeah, in Neptune. So, if you remember, I told you that Jupiter's red spot, mm-hmm. 400 mile per hour winds. Yep. In Neptune, they have winds of up to 1,200 miles per hour. Jeez. Yeah. So build your wow. house, build your house sturdy on Neptune. Okay. Uh, but apparently, you know, that's the speed for uh, Mach two for storms. Get up to Mach two winds, basically. And apparently, when these sonic winds collide, when two storms collide, it's enough power to actually cause carbon atoms to form together in diamond structures, and they rain down diamonds. Heavens to Betsy. Yeah. Pressure That's makes diamonds. So can we get a giant net and just go out and try and catch some of these diamonds? I mean, I hope NASA's working on it. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> the, Send the rover out and just attach the net to it. Exactly. The The downside, I will put this out there, it is negative 353 degrees Fahrenheit on Neptune. <laughs> so That could just, prove to be uh, a little difficult. Right? Yeah. Bring so you winter coat. So NASA, yeah, may want to wear some mittens, winter coat, something along those lines. <laughs> I also will say, you know, they they orbit the sun 165 years for every like Neptune year is 165 Earth years. years. So like, you know, if you um, get born during a Neptune winter, that's gonna be like your whole life would be winter because like winter would be 41 years. So that'd be a real sounds down. like Game of Thrones. Uh, winter never uh, winter came and never left. I'm just going to say that. I will totally agree Good with call, that because I know about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't. You got to get on it. <laughs> to, all the, to all the listeners that listen, which is pretty much, it has to be everybody. Millions of people, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They, they obviously know. They know, got I mean, it. Game of Thrones is one of the best, but winter's they, coming. It's, it's that, you need mittens. They understand. I've seen memes. I understand. Um <laughs> Okay, so guys, let's get off to the NBA. Let's get on to this offseason, which has been crazy. Twists and turns everywhere, right? 
absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, in a while. Now we're gonna in uh, a good in a good way, in a great way. In most ways, yes, very exciting. Uh, we're gonna rip off around the horn. What? Um, which I'm going to ask you guys individually, thirty second, uh, thirty second uh, questions. I'm gonna ask you a question. You're gonna answer in thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna make a buzz. <laughs> And say the next person, okay? Okay? Do we understand how this works? Simple enough. Yes. Got it. I think so. So, since Claude is clearly the NBA analyst, Mm -hmm. so true. We'll start with Claude first. Let me get my timer uh, ready here. I'm going to get the timer ready. Um, And okay, it's ready. All right. So, Claude. Who is going to be the most exciting team in the Western Conference in the 2017 season? Go! Okay, so the Golden State Warriors are obviously the most exciting team because how could they not be? They are going off of the championship season. They have Kevin Durant adding on to the championship squad they had in 2015. Same old story, right? Well, how could they not be exciting? Let me tell you this. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they are going to make a splash. They are going to come in. They have a former All-Star, Jeff Teague, one-time All-Star, veteran, mature player. These guys, Jimmy Butler, the trade, Jamal Crawford on the bench. And time. Justin, in a recent interview, Jalil Okafor told NBC Sports that he's down nearly 20 pounds, and it's due mostly to, quote, a mostly vegan diet. What? What do you think the chances are that when he went out to eat with friends, he brought that up in a really annoying manner and said, oh, I can't eat that because I'm vegan now? What do you think the chances are? I think pretty high, man. It's that, that what the health craze. It had to be. Got to give me a percentage. What is it? All right, uh, 90%. 90% he was annoying when he went out to restaurants about being vegan. All right, Claude. Who is going to be yeah. the most exciting team in the Eastern Conference? Go. The Boston Celtics. Oh. Can we make sure this trade goes through first off? But secondly, if it actually happens, Isaiah Thomas' physical goes through. They will be the most exciting team to watch in the Eastern Conference. You're looking at a team that gave up their almost their entire bench to be able to sign Gordon Hayward. They bring in Ooh. Kyrie Irving. They have the franchise set for the next five, six years if they want it to be. They are going to be the most exciting team, and when they play Cleveland opening night, it will be... I don't... The words can't even explain it. It's going to be the <laughs> cool. most exciting, exciting game. Time. Dave. Yep. I'll give you $20 right now if you can name three players from the Brooklyn Nets. Go. Oh, uh, Robin Williams. No, they traded. Robin uh, Lewis Lopez. Nope. Oh, uh... uh. Oh, uh, what's the guy from... <laughs> oh, dang, they're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> you got 10 seconds. Bro, oh, um, um, come on. Deloading. Who is... No, oh. no, that doesn't count because Justin gave it. No, okay. Anybody help him out? We got D'Angelo. Okay, and we got... Uh... We've got uh, uh, D'Angelo. We've got uh, Jeremy Lin. No, that's two. And let's come back with Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kilpatrick. Claude gets it because he's an NBA analyst. Dave, you did not get that. I'm sorry. Okay, Claude. I had to give Sean a little bit of credit. Yeah. Which team will improve the most from last year to this year? Hmm. 
I already mentioned them. The team that is going to improve the most, the, Min- the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. They are. They finished thirty-one and fifty-one last season. They are a team. Like I said, they have young, young talent, but they are on the rise. They have the veteran leadership on the bench. I'm telling you, I love the Jamal Crawford signing. I think that he made a great point. He's for a Seattle guy. He wants basketball back in Seattle. What better than to teach these young guys in Minnesota how to play the game of basketball the NBA way so they can continue to do so and teach not only in, in the future. I mean, this, this isn't just now. This is long-term. This is Time. Now. I like it, Claude. Justin, what specifically makes Hoodie Mello a better player than regular Carmelo Anthony? Go. <laughs> the long sleeves, baby. It's the long sleeves. Keeping his arms, his shooting, his shooting form warm. Mm. And, and that hoodie, man. It's pretty cool. Stylish. Buy me a hoodie. It's that swag, you know, the look good, play good. Feel good. Yeah. I like it. Look good, feel good, play good. Get paid good. Hoodie oh, Mellow for president. Hoodie Mellow could be on my all-time pickup team any day. Oh, wow. Look at that. Claude, do you think any teams are going to try and tank the whole 2017 season? I want to say the teams at this point uh, in the last couple of years and criticism has, has hit some teams. I would say they may rise above that. Mm-hmm. But... Look, you've got Marvin Bagley, who has since reclassified, and he's going to juke this upcoming season. You have a phenomenal draft class coming out, not just this year, but in the next two years. I Look, listeners, if you are interested, just check out maybe some of the, the list of players coming out. The talent is great. Mm-hmm. I'm saying... Uh, Any specific teams? Hmm. Nope. No. Claude says no. Dave. No. Yeah. Who makes drinking chocolate milk look more appealing, Clay Thompson or Kevin Love? Hmm. Ooh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Clay Thompson doesn't do anything too cool to me. He doesn't do chocolate milk justice. No. Catchphrase, <laughs> Dave. All right, Claude, here we go. Name the three most important trades in order of this past uh, offseason. One to three. Hmm. I'm going to say the most important trade starting off, and I've mentioned them now. This is my third time. The first is Jimmy Butler, Ooh. and that's going over to the Timberwolves. That helps them tremendously. That brings in the, the veterans. That makes sure the team is set up for the next couple of years as far as learning-wise. I'm going to say the second trade is probably going to be Paul George to the Thunder, I think. Paul George to the Thunder is going to completely redirect uh, Russell Westbrook's season. He had an MVP season, triple-double season last year, mm-hmm. but it was under circumstance. Now you've got a player coming in. You have to incorporate him into offense. He's not a Kevin Durant, but he is a damn good Paul George. The third trade is going to be Kyrie Irving, and it's also going to be Isaiah Thomas. Put both of those guys slash, I mean, side-by-side, side, you put them together – it's going to equate to the same same level on both sides of that trade. So Time. Kyrie Irving, yeah, how to fit in Boston. Time. Claude, you've, you've brought them up. It should be the theme of this segment. How good can the Minnesota Timberwolves be? Hmm. Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. So let me tell you, they went 31-51. and 51. I said it earlier last season. They will go 51-31 and 31 mm. this season. They will completely flip it around. They will be a 51 team. I think they are just as good as the uh, uh, Los Angeles Clippers were this past season. Look, if Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, with Jamal Crawford, who's now with the Timberwolves, is on that team, if they can't get it done in the Western Conference, barring injuries every now and then, I'm, I'm going to say 
they are just as good. If the Timberwolves luck out in the playoffs and come across a team that gets injured, they got a shot. They have a really good shot. Wow. Time. Dave, during the NBA 2017-2018 season, if Big Baller Brand offers you a free pair of ZO2s, will you wear them? Oh yeah, for sure. Do I get to pick my colorway? I would like to, if he can. He, if he's such a big baller, he can afford to make me whatever colorway I want. Yes. And if he can't, then he's not a big baller. Oh. By the By the way, last week I went on their website and they just had their Independence Day collection on oh, yeah. front and center, which I was like, still celebrating that one. America. Two months ago, still celebrating it. America. All right, guys, got to keep up. Claude, name your three top candidates for MVP for the 2017-18, and who's gonna win? It. Go. Russell Westbrook apparently is the favorite again to win it. Okay, mm. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's going to decrease a little bit again with Paul George signing. Mm-hmm. So I think my MVP favorite is James Harden. Ooh. He what? has finished twice as the runner-up. That's true. Two seasons ago and last season. So, or excuse me, three seasons ago. I want to correct myself. And last season. So, in two different seasons, he's finished runner-up, and he keeps. He keeps on keeping on. They He's tired of being a bridesmaid. Yes! He yeah, wants to be the bride. The first defense, and he is phenomenal. Let this man win MVP for the first time. I'm going him. Russ will probably be. I'm going to give him a second or third place finish. And, of course, the uh, only notable person who's ever in the top four, LeBron James. Well, he, the MVP every season is LeBron James. But uh, for how time. Justin, out of the following players, Vince Carter, Manu Ginobili, Jason Terry, Dirk Nowinski, who are you giving the Old Man Award to for the 2017-18 season? you got to give it to Vince. Oh, nice. Very, it's a sentimental choice. I like it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Claude, do you think this year, LeBron, 32-33 years of age, will we will see a drop in his physical performance? go. Hmm. He's the only man to average 25 points plus per game for, I think, 13 seasons in a row. I think the previous record was 12. He has absolutely set the bar for durability, for athleticism, for everything you want to... If you were to go into a laboratory and create a basketball player, it's coming out one of two ways. I'm serious. It's not a Larry Bird. No offense, it's not even a Magic Johnson. You're looking at a LeBron, and you're looking at a Kevin Durant. And I'm not going off of the new school. I'm going off of the old school as well. Wilt, Cham- Wilt Chamberlain was terrific for his time. I mean, you name any any star player. But LeBron James is going to continue what he has done for at least a few more seasons, I think. He is setting the bar. I'm going with Gumby, yes! Kevin Durant. Uh Ooh. Dave, yes, in a street fight, who would win? David West or Matt Barnes? Go. Well, I have to give it to David West because if Matt Barnes was the, the tough guy he really was, he would have already beat up Derek Fisher. There it is. All right, last question. Claude, is there any possibility of anyone beating the Warriors? Hmm. Zero percent chance unless there is injury in any sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, you name it. If you have a slugger come up to the plate and he's injured, he's not the same slugger. In the NBA, if you have a Steph Curry take the finals two years ago, 2015, he was injured. He was not the same. Granted, Kyrie got hurt himself and went out, but Steph Curry has not won a finals MVP. 
granted, last year he was behind Kevin Durant. But he has not won one. So injury is going to be their worst enemy. But True. No, they, nobody is ahead of the Warriors. No one is beating I do, it. I do love it. I do love that, including, look, Daryl Morey with the Houston Rockets and all the way down to the teams that have kept up, they're not waiting the Warriors out. They are making an effort, a push to be better, and I love it. But they're not going to do it. I got you, Claude. All right. (laughs) Claude, thank you. We always appreciate your NBA knowledge bestowed upon us. Yes! It's been a pleasure, man. Every time I'm on the show, it uh, it feels like the first time, and that's a great time. Yes. All right, guys. Stick around. We will be right back with Ahmed Barucha. Hey, this Rock Montana. Mucho yo. And it's rocking yellow on the Dot G show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? My dad's Muslim. My mom's Catholic, so I'm neither. Not really sure what I am. I don't think I'm an atheist. Not because I don't think there could be nothing, but because I don't like the attitude that comes with being an atheist. I feel like in life, we're all just walking on a tightrope off of a skyscraper into just fog. Where no one can see beyond the fog, right? But everyone keeps falling off. Everyone you ever heard of falls off. All your grandparents fell off. Kid in high school fell off once. You just don't want to fall off. You're just inching along, trying not to look down. Got your hands out, keeping you balanced. Then someone's like, hey, don't worry about it. I heard when you fall, there's a net down there and it catches you and it feels really nice. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And then atheists are like, there's no net. There's no net. I'm like, hey, stop shaking the rope. There's no net, it's just jagged rocks, we die and it hurts. You're like, hey, shut up. Try not to fall here. <laughs> it's like, why? Do you think there's a net? It's like, no, there's probably not a net, but maybe like a pillow or even more fog would be okay. <laughs> it's like, just let people think there's a net. The problem isn't thinking there's a net. The problem's when you're like, what do you think? The net hates gay people. <laughs> Jumping up and down on the road. <laughs> shaking people off. <laughs> All right, we are back here on the Doc G Show, and we have a great guest with us on the show today. We have none other than Amon Badudi. What? Ahmed, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. People have actually called you that when introducing you on stage. They've called you, well, a mix of that, right? Amon Badudi. Girl, come on! Yeah, they've called me almost everything under the sun. <laughs> Well, you you seem to you seem to take it in stride, man. You seem to. Oh know. yeah, I mean, I think like names are you know if you haven't heard someone's name, and you know how to say it. Who cares? You know. <laughs> uh, I I get I get names wrong too. Actually, recently I was inviting a band to come on the show, a band named uh, Magic Giant. And I was emailing their agent, and for some reason, I just, in the middle of the email, just started calling him Magic Dragon. Wow. And I said it like four times in the email and didn't even notice. And then I sent the email, and the agent sends me an email back and was like, so you're talking about Magic Giant, right? Question mark. <laughs> and that was the end of the email, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I guess Magic Giant's not coming on the show. We'll go ahead and... <laughs> Forget that one. Uh, I saw you on Conan. Um, yeah. So how how was that? That had to be an awesome experience. 
Yeah, that was just like a dream come true, you know. I, I've been watching Conan since I can remember when I was a kid, and and uh, you know, getting on a late night spot, is, you know, always on the top of the list of every comedian. Definitely, comedian streams, and and he was so nice, and the show was great. They, the crew was every every it was nothing bad about it, which was just awesome, and it was uh, you know, the highlight of my life. Well, you know, I want to let you know. We try to strive to be a lot like Conan here. Really? We're not nearly as funny. Nope. We don't have any of the same perks. Nope. And most likely being on our show will probably hurt your career instead. But (laughs) we're still really happy to have you on the show, man. Um, Oh, of course. Uh, I feel like I have been seeing you all over the place, though. I saw your your, your special on Comedy Central. Um, I, you know, I've I've got your album on the uh, on Apple Music, and so I, you know, I want to talk about your album first. First off, I put sure. it I put it right up there with my favorite uh, comedy albums. Uh, you know, I love. Oh wow! Yeah, I put Thank it up you. there with Norm. I love Norm McDonald. I love Louis oh, C.K. I put uh, yeah, I, I put it up there with those man and uh, wow. On on the CD, you uh, you call out your your wife, uh, her her cat huh? Rosa Parks. Yeah. Um, now, since since the CD, uh, well, or since you I guess came up with the joke in the first place, you've made peace with with cats, right? I have for the most part. Uh, I still am afraid of like strange cats, <laughs> but uh, I used to hate all cats, and now. Now I own three cats. They're like my children, and uh, I get them now. I understand cats. I used to not. I used to think they were weird demons who wanted to scratch me. <laughs> well, I'll say I think on Instagram I've noticed you might show a little favoritism towards David Bowie, the the cat. Yeah, David well, Bowie. she's she's easier to take pictures of. So. So, uh, oh, okay. That's, that's why. So a little bit more I, photogenic than the other ones. Yeah, and she's uh, she's a little bit more cuddly, so she always ends up near you and you take a picture. Some of them are a little bit more uh, uh, strange and run away. Or <laughs> that, that, that was the two things I noticed about that story on the CD. It was one, you know, how you didn't like cats and you ended up with three of them. And then yeah. two, I like how... You guys moved incrementally down in the serious of the names of the cats. You know, what? You know Rosa Parks, David Bowie, and then just Cutie Pie. And just, what? Uh, nah. <laughs> well, I didn't need a real name for her. No, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Cutie Pie was like a stray cat in our neighborhood, so mm-hmm. we just gave her that name because we didn't think uh, we didn't think we we're gonna end up owning her. Oh, the cat we do. Oh, and a non-permanent. Kind of won our hearts over. It. Ah, yeah. I got it. Later, we were like, we should have gave her a better name, but that's just what we were calling her. <laughs> Now on the album, at one point you uh, you you actually tell a lady to stop talking in the audience. Oh she, yeah, yeah. Um, now I gotta ask: Have you ever had an audience, not not necessarily somebody talking out uh, loud and sort of screwing up your flow like that, but have you ever had somebody with such an annoying laugh that it almost oh, made you yeah. like not want to tell jokes? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing is, you know, if you have a super unique laugh mm-hmm. and you're laughing at points when other people aren't laughing, mm-hmm. it becomes a distraction and uh, it's, it, is, it is weird. You're, you're trying to get people to laugh, but 
Yeah. We want this one person to stop laughing. It, yeah, it, I, I got to say, when I'm not hosting this show, I, I teach a class or two. I'm a, I'm, oh, a, nice. I'm a teacher in another life, right? And when I'm, like te- when I'm teaching the classes, I had this one class where there was a student with an extremely bad laugh. And, like, I, yeah. I love to tell jokes in class, you know? I love to keep people's attention with jokes. And so I would tell jokes, and every time she'd she'd laugh, and I could see just everybody else in the class, like, looking over, like, oh, Jesus, here she goes again. And so, like, it just <laughs> made, I just, like, stopped telling jokes because I was like, oh, I feel so bad for everybody else. I'm not going to put them through it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I sort of sympathize with that, and when I heard that on your CD, I was like, yeah people interrupting <laughs> I, can, I can understand that i know um and i actually i ended up editing a lot of her out but i left <laughs> a little bit of her in just so you could still get that live experience just so you could know what you had to go through yeah exactly i didn't <laughs> want to totally forget her <laughs> <laughs> now recently just uh two months ago rolling stone put you on the list of 10 comedians you need to know so that's, yeah, that was cool. That's awesome, man. Did you get a? I mean, did you did you see a lot of I guess response from that? Did you hear a lot of people bring that up? I did. Yeah, it was. I didn't even know it was happening. A lot of times with these things, you kind of hear beforehand, or or they might reach out to you for like an interview. This one, I just woke up in the morning and and saw it on the internet, and I was like, oh my god, that's really cool. It was kind of a you know I've done the comedy for 13 years now. And, there's a bunch of different little accomplishments you get, but that one was kind of one that I could tell, like, my father-in-law, and he would get it. You yeah. Know? Everybody knows Rolling Stone, so it was really cool. It was just a, a way of telling my relatives that I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I don't know if you know this or not, but just to let you know, a user with the screen name the underscore Rob underscore O'Reilly on imbd.com put you on their list of 20 best young comedians. Nice. That's right. Oh, wow. That's right. So I don't know which list you're more proud of. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying Rolling Stone's list, that was need to know. But Rob's list, he said you were best. Best wow, comedian. I'm going to have to tell my father-in-law about that. Exactly. I mean, your <laughs> father-in-law may not be familiar with Rob O'Reilly. I, I wasn't, <laughs> but he put you up there. I'm just saying. But that, that's nice. That, that's really awesome as far as the Rolling Stone. I mean, you know, they put you up there with a lot of uh, comics as far as uh, writers for the Seth Meyers show and uh, writers yeah. for Saturday Night Live. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's a great list. Definitely to be a part of it. Definitely a good thing, man. Uh, let's yeah. talk about another project you got going on, which is the uh, which is Dream Corp LLC. Um, yeah, that's a that's really been a fun thing to be a part of. It's it uh, it's a wild show, man. I really like it. It's on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and you are a member, a staff member of uh, Doctor Robert's Dream Corp. Um, yeah, and he's this kind of crazy scientist that does dream therapy on people it's kind of like a dark comedy where people could get trapped in the dream or get hurt or comas it's just like a really deranged place yeah and uh so dr roberts played by uncle rico better known yep john yeah Yeah. how how is it working with him Hmm. oh he's amazing i mean like he's uncle rico he's also laszlo from real genius which is a movie that i was obsessed with as a kid yeah yeah so and he's he's he, it's kind of interesting he's been in 
so many things. Like if you look up his resume, you know, he's in Lost. He's in, he's just in like a lot of other things you don't really realize. Yeah. You know? And uh, he he just has all these stories. He grew up in Hollywood. His dad was a director. His dad directed Helter Skelter, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So he's just a wealth of of information of, of the business, which is really cool. I'm pretty new to the whole like acting side. You know, right, uh, right. Uh, on the Hollywood part. So it's really fun to learn from him and, and he and watch his performance. Very incredible performer. Now your character's name is Ahmed. Yeah. Did did you audition for a character named Ahmed, or did they just sort of say, hey, you know what? That works for a research assistant. Let's just go with it. (laughs) His name was originally David, uh, which was a reference to the director's, like, friend uh, from college or something. Mm -hmm. And then we shot it in the pilot as David. And then I don't know if it was because I'm just dumb enough to not respond to (laughs) David, or uh, they were just like... When they actually started filming the season, they like, they were like, "Yeah, let's just make your name Ahmed." It's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we tried. We said David six times, and you were just staring <laughs> yeah. off into the distance. So, <laughs> yeah. go with your name. That'll work better. Um, <laughs> so you finish uh, shooting the second season June third, right? Yeah, exactly. we did. Yeah, so was- that that finished, and when when should that be coming out? Hmm. I believe it's coming out in October. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure. So, I, I don't have an exact date yet, but yeah. it seems like that's when uh, they're going to be ready with the episodes. So they and I really this season has a, a big step up from the first. I love the first season, but the quality of the show just really improved over the the, ne- the next season. Well, they they use uh, rotoscoping. Uh, for the animation, which is if for yeah. the listeners out there, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's the same stuff they use for heavy metal and and waking life. They basically yep. take the real life into a cartoon, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. So so they, yeah, they film the real actors, and then uh, the digital team, which is amazing, they they kind of paint over the actors, mm-hmm. so you still can see that it is the actor. You know, so the acting still comes through. But they just get to kind of make it this beautiful painting of a scene, which is really these really beautiful scenes they yeah. have in the show. Yeah, it's 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 real, you know, uh, how to say uh, LSD esque. Yeah, it's far. psychedelic because all the dreams are in the road of film, so when you, it kind of it makes sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. You go in and everything's just insane. Now, and the cartoon allows that. I'll be honest. I'm I'm still working through uh, episodes of season one. I've got I got about halfway through <laughs> there. Um, and 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 this is. Have you ever been in a dream scene? No, you know I haven't. Not even season two. I was almost gonna be, <sighs> and then it it just didn't happen. Man. So I'm hoping season three I get to be animated. I was, I was about to say because that looks like the most fun sort of uh, sort of deal is being in one of those dreams and uh, and then yeah. I, the ones that I had seen so far I was like yeah, he hasn't got to be in a dream yet that's <laughs> that's got to be <laughs> that's sad. My, that's my dream is to be in a dream. <laughs> uh, but uh, this season uh, I got to do a lot more and there's a lot more uh, a lot more stuff going on this season so it's kind of cool. Very I'm nice. looking forward to it. Very nice. Well, just to let the listeners know, Dream Corp on Rotten Tomatoes has an 85% of people liking Ooh, the show. 
Yeah. Nice. So we need to hunt down those 15 and change their mind. <laughs> 15%. I think second season will get bumped up. There we go. It'll go up to 98, <laughs> 99-ish. Yeah. You know. Uh, so another uh, project you've got going on that you've been doing for uh, a good while now is uh, the Dead Kevin sketches. Yeah. Uh, give our listeners a little bit of uh, some information on that. Sure. So uh, me and my two friends, we met doing stand-up, and we just started putting out a sketch every Monday uh, for about three years. So they're all on YouTube, and pretty much they all take place in one apartment, just three idiots not functioning at life. <laughs> uh, and we try to keep them short, usually about a minute to three minutes. And There's definitely a dedicated following for, for the sketches. Uh, yeah. People we, really we love it. It's a good amount. You know, if you can get if you can get that syndicated, that would be quite a show there. Yeah, yeah, we're like you know we're still working on things. We haven't put out a sketch in a while, but we're working on like TV shows and stuff like that, trying to get something made a little bit bigger than YouTube. And uh, yeah, and and the other guys are really funny too. They do their own stuff. Like Ryan O'Flanagan, you might he's, he's been having these videos been going viral where he, he mm-hmm. just uh, he he just does like these little like. Uh, kind of like he goes to a town and he'll just be like oh he's like a tourist in the town uh going viral it's crazy i, I don't know what to call them they're <laughs> uh it's really funny <laughs> yeah man well uh, it, it's a great uh youtube is sort of you know it, it's a launching point now and definitely, it really is it's great it definitely uh could turn in and should turn into something big so uh all listeners out there check out the dead kevin sketches on youtube yes! ahmed we are against a break right now um but i want to okay. thank you for being on the show man uh, of course, thanks for having me. It's uh, you know, listeners got to make sure put put his album on duty on your Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, check out Dream Corp LLC on Cartoon Network. Yes! Uh, he's everywhere. Uh, check check <laughs> check him out when they replay on Comedy Central. Once again, thanks a lot for being on the show. We appreciate it. It's all part of the plan, and you know it. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Man, Ahmed Barucha. Love that dude. You guys get out there. You watch some you watch some Dream Corp LLC. I advise you do that. And if you haven't listened to Almond Baduti, listen to the whole album because it is fantastic. Love that guy. Hope he comes back on the show. That was good stuff. Guys, we gotta get it down. Two birthday suits. That's right. Not one, two. Are you ready? All right, Justin. Here we go. First one. Birthday suit wear, August 30th, 1930. Shoot. In Omaha, Nebraska. Our birthday suit wear developed an interest in business and investment in his youth. He became the chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway in 1970 and still holds the position today. 
His net worth is $77.3 billion. Name that birthday suit wearer. I can't get any more specific than that. That's basically all he's known for is being super rich. Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Real estate. Jordan would punch you in the face for not knowing this because he's... Or knowing uh, what their stock value is. Yeah. Right, exactly. His initials WB... Huh? Wait. Initials WB. He almost was like Warner Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Any ideas, fellas? Uh, William Berkshire. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Uh, okay, here's an even bigger clue. What's up? You could say his cousin is Jimmy Buffett. Warren Buffett. There we go. That's it. All right. Yeah. I take that, Jordan. I looked. I had to. I had to pull that one out, but I we got it. I didn't know he owned that. He owns Berkshire Hathaway, and he has seventy-seven point three billion dollars. Rich, rich. Man. He's the second rich, richest man on the Forbes, or third richest man. I, I can't remember if he's in front or behind of uh, Azos there, the uh, Amazon owner. Mm-hmm. Anywho, guys, second birthday suit wearer. Here we go. August 30th, 1972 in uh, San Diego, California. The second person in San Diego. It's a popular time to be born on Just August <laughs> What year was that? 72? 72. Birthday suit wearer started her career as a fashion model at the age of 16. She did not. She did ads for Calvin Klein and Levi's. In 1991, she did a shot for a commercial for Coca-Cola. Then in 1994, with no acting lessons, she auditioned for the movie The Mask and got the part. She then started uh, starred in a lot of blockbuster videos, Wait. including Something About Mary, John Malkovich, Any Given Sunday, and Charlie's Angels. Cameron. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Oh, good grab. He was smoking in the mask. Back in the day. Nicely done. I got two things. She's still smoking. I got two things on that one. First, she's married to Benji Madden from uh, Good Charlotte. Yeah, and you know, Joel Madden, also from Good Charlotte, married to uh, Nicole Richie, whose father is Lionel Richie. And I saw in a picture all of them together at dinner, and I was like, holy crap, is that a weird group? That is a weird group. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, Yeah. Okay, guys. Before we end it up, I'm just going to do the Zebo Zebo sum up. I'm not even going to time it. Here it is. Are you ready? Nope. Here it is. Ahmed Baruch is awesome. Claude Lathan is awesome. Sirius Bride is awesome. The Vandaliers are awesome. The end. What the hell is that? That's it. That was. That's mm. it. That's it. It's the sum up of the show. We had awesome guests Our and show awesome was music. Way better than the summary you just gave. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked, man. I'm sorry that I'm a letdown on you guys. All right. Jeez. That I planned this out. This was premeditated. All of this. Ooh, that, that and you guys just waltzed in here with your guest hosting. That sucks, man. <laughs> Anyways, I hope the listeners enjoyed the show. Yeah, everything Re- else was great. Yeah. Regardless of my guest hosts, with me has been Dave Burleyman Berlin. Thank you, sir. Justin, Hype City, Evangelista. I'm here, baby. And I've been your host, Doc G, 
Until next week, which we will have a great show again, zip it up and zip it out.